This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Best of Taz and Jim Podcast. Earlier, uh, obviously, this listener heard us talking about how I had a, a big celebration for 2-22-22, Taco 2-2-Tuesday, we called it in our house, and we, we ate twice as many tacos as we normally do. <laughs> so we got a question here. How many tacos did you eat yesterday, Taz, and what would you say the acceptable amount of tacos would be in a sitting? Hmm. I, I can crush tacos. They're the food that I, it's, you don't realize until like two hours later how much food you've eaten because they're so good. Yeah. And you eat like each individual taco is kind of a small portion. I had four tacos yesterday. Is that a, a lot? No, that's, I'd say that's like normal. I think okay. when you go to, if you get an order of tacos from like, I'm thinking like toboggan or. You go to a restaurant, you get else. some tacos, you're getting you get two or, or three. Four? I'd say three. I say three or four. I don't order tacos that often, but I think Beer Town gives you three or four, and so does Toboggan. Yeah, you get the uh, the fajitas. You're getting more than that. You get mm-hmm. a little thing, and I'd crush a whole order of fajitas as well. They're pretty good too. Sure, you get the hot plate. <laughs> the secret is the bonus taco. Does that even count as a taco? It's because I had five tacos then. You know the bonus taco, right, Jim? What's that? It's where you make a taco out of all the stuff that fell on your plate from eating the first four tacos. <laughs> yeah. Works better at home when you have the extra shell or whatever. Right. But you know that mess that, that you leave on the plate? You can't just leave it sitting no. there. You might as well dump it in another shell and <laughs> it doesn't count. Totally. It's, it's the, the bonus taco. Mm-hmm. So here you go. Depending on how you look at things, I had four tacos or maybe five yesterday and I thought it was very acceptable. The best of Taz and Jim. Well, it's a stressful time in the world. Uh, nuclear war is a topic that people are discussing quite a bit, and we've got a couple stories about that here. Uh, which one should we start with here? Oh, boy. They're so both so uplifting. No, I don't know. These, this is the lighter side of nuclear war, okay? <laughs> okay. Taz and Jim present the lighter side of nuclear war. Okay. Let's start with this guy. A dude in Florida was pulled over for speeding. On February 24th, and he used an excuse (laughs) that I've never heard anyone use before to try and get out of the ticket. Listen to this. Yeah, there was no reason for that at all. I would put put people's lives into safety. I I just found out that Putin has just said he's going to launch nuclear thermal war against the world. I was trying to get back to my house. Finally, what's going on? Okay. <laughs> I heard a nuclear war was breaking out, so I was speeding to get home quickly to my family. Yeah. But he said to find out, like, he had to get on the internet. I don't know. You got a cell phone, don't you, bro? He did not uh, get out of the ticket. The cops there, this is in Palm Coast, Florida, they tweeted out that video and they used the hashtag Russian home. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, it was worth a shot. It was worth a try. Yeah, it's better than I got to take a number two, yeah, you know? Yeah, They've heard been, that one a million that. times. Uh, give it a go. Okay, this is a... This guy is... What is he thinking? It sounds like he, he wants a divorce. Uh, there's a man in the UK. He made a fake uh, announcement to play on the television to trick... His wife and son into thinking that uh, there was a nuclear attack coming. Oh. So this is a prank. You know, it's always fun for the YouTube likes and hits to pull pranks on your family. Well, 
uh, the the regular scheduled programming was interrupted with this message, and the wife and the son seem very concerned. Call me Nuclear strikes call out, which will affect everyone. You should this remain in this refuge. This 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 come on, you the We're getting attacked as an emergency broadcast. Be sure you have a 14-day supply of... Watch out, BBC Wing! Please be safe. The I'll just watch it to the footy. I'll just come on. And that's all fires are I almost, I almost crapped in my knickers. Uh, how would you not fall for it, though? Like, I would fall for sure. it. Sure. It sounded professional. Sure. I don't well think done. the point is that uh, that he tricked them. <laughs> the point is it's a terrible prank to play on your family. You should have seen your faces, you idiots. You thought everyone was going to die, Everyone sucker. you loved and ever knew. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Best of Taz and Jim Podcast. We all have regrets in life, right? Yeah. Sure. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Simon Cowell has one. Really? You know Simon Cowell, America's Got Talent, American Idol. Been on TV for 20 plus years. One of the premier judges in the world. Yeah, top sponsor of black t-shirts everywhere. If it comes to uh, comes down to needing someone to judge a performance, Simon Cowell is your guy. <laughs> uh, he was talking on Seth Meyers' show last week, and he talked about one of his big regrets. Years ago, there was a couple, and I remember this story, a couple offered Simon Cowell $150,000 to watch them have sex and then critique them afterwards. <laughs> And he turned them down. However, he's had some time to think about it, and he regrets the decision. (laughs) Here is Simon Cowell. A couple came up to me in a restaurant and said, we'll pay you X amount of dollars to watch them having sex, and will I judge it? And I said, well, how much? And uh, stupidly said no. So if you're watching, I'll do it. What's the number they throw out? I think it was about 150 grand. <laughs> wow. That's a weird number. <laughs> yeah, $69,000, Simon. <laughs> what do you say? I mean, I can't turn that down. How, like, you must be a rich guy to turn down that money, eh? Like, just to sit there in the room for 10 minutes? He's doing okay. But I guess he doesn't you, need it. And also, are you trusting a random couple that comes up to you in a restaurant? Yeah, because I was thinking they signed the check first, but that check could easily bounce. I want the e-transfer in my bank account before I, I watch anything. It is kind of an indecent proposal situation. Like, he was just randomly approached. I will give you a million dollars for a night with your wife. Yeah, but I'd say watching someone else is a way easier sacrifice. Depends who it is. <laughs> it depends what the couple looked like. What restaurant were you at when they approached you? If it was Arby's, I don't know. (laughs) They've got the meats. So if you are the couple out there and you're listening, uh, Simon Cowell, he's all, uh, maybe he's got some tax problems. I don't know why he's, (laughs) 
he's had to change the tune, but he's willing to watch you have sex and judge it. The best of Taz and Jim. Slash is talking uh, talking to a lot of people right now because he's got the new solo album out with uh, Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators. Guess it's not a solo album. That's his band. Yeah. But it's, you think Slash, you think Guns N' Roses, anything he does outside of Guns N' Roses is a solo project, it feels like. Right? He, he does have a couple things on the go right now, because he's still doing Guns N' Roses shows, which is something we never thought we'd see happen. Uh-huh. But uh, Slash was talking to Conan O'Brien. I listen to Conan's podcast. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> and uh, they're talking about the top hat. And I think when I when I sat down with Slash, I asked him about the top hat too, and he... He uh, reiterated that he had no intention of making that his thing. <laughs> uh, he, he didn't think he'd put on that top hat, wear it to a show, and then have to wear it for the next 40 years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's such a thing that there's a character in Guitar Hero that wears a top hat. Only be- It's not Slash. No, it is Slash. It, is it officially Slash? Yeah, Slash is in Guitar Hero. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was just such a, such a guitar iconic thing that now it was just synonymous with guitar playing. No, Slash is in Guitar Hero. Slash is in a couple video games. I think he's a big video game guy. Uh, a couple years ago, I, I interviewed Slash and he was telling me about how uh, he was, this was before it was released, but he at the time was working on a, a Slash version of Angry Birds. <laughs> What? It came out. Oh my god! There was a, Slash was in Angry Birds. Hmm. He's a video game guy. He's a pinball guy, uh, and he's very passionate about when he's connected. He helped design the the, the both Guns and Roses pinball machines that have been released. Hmm. He's very hands on, apparently. <laughs> But he never. That's why they call him Slash because he's a rock star slash, slash a video game video guy. game pinball guy. <laughs> The Slashy. He's won many Slashy <laughs> awards. <laughs> but, yeah, he's committed to that hat now, whether he likes it or not. It's funny because a similar thing happened to a comedian. I know I used to judge these Yuck Yucks amateur comedian things. And, like, two years ago, the owner of the Yuck Yucks told the comedian that he liked his hat that he was wearing. And now that comedian has worn that hat to every single stand-up show. It's his thing. So I get like it's like just like with Rockstar, it's like you it's great to find a thing, a trademark, but sometimes one suggestion can last your entire life and maybe wasn't the best suggestion. Yeah. So if you're testing out hats to wear on stage, make sure they're practical. <laughs> like the top hat, not the most practical hat. Oh, probably hit so many doors. <laughs> Door tops. Yeah. Slash is lucky he's not six foot three. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Best of Taz and Jim Podcast. Uh, I love being able to go out now, Jim, you know, we, we had some COVID restrictions lifted last week, so you can go do different things, see different people. And uh, I went to a hockey game yesterday, and then after the the hockey game, was walking with a friend of mine. You'll appreciate this. We saw a, a sign outside a bar. It was open mic comedy night. Nice. So we're like, hey, let's go in and check out some comedy, have some laughs. So we go in there. And I'm not going to say who it is, but you know my buddies, and I'm sure you can figure it out. The guy I was with did not understand how open mic night works. <laughs> okay. So you got uh, one of the comedians is up there doing his thing, and my buddy just stands up and walks up and says, hey, I got a joke, and he takes the microphone out of his hand. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> and he tells a joke. 
Like he had some material ready? He, he had a joke ready to go. I can't remember what it was because I was in shock. I'm like, what are you doing? He got back. He sat down. He's like, that was good. Was it good? Was it a good one? And I'm like, uh, yeah, but that, I think you need to sign up if you're going to go up on stage. That other guy was doing his routine and you rudely interrupted him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he probably wasn't in the middle of a knock-knock joke like I'm assuming your buddy was. Yeah, it was. Did a, he just go up and say a street joke? Is that what a, he did? It was a joke that he did not write himself. <laughs> Right? So he tells the joke, but here's the worst part. What's the deal? So about uh, about 45 minutes later, they're done or they're taking a break and we're leaving and we're walking out and some girl at the bar uh, grabs my buddy. He's like, I loved your joke. That was so funny. So oh, she encouraged him. Do not. Now he's just going to be going in and walking up to microphones in the middle of performances all over the place. <laughs> Thinking he's crushing it. <laughs> So apologies to that uh, that aspiring young comedian who got interrupted so rudely hmm. uh, at open mic night last night. Did the uh, open micer at least uh, roast him and give him some crowd work after? I know a, they're amateurs, but... Gave him a little roast, yeah. Okay. And so did the next two guys who came up. Gave him, gave them some material then. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, it generated some laughs for sure, <laughs> especially from me. <laughs> Who does that? The best of Taz and Jim. A first print VHS copy of the movie The Terminator sold last week in an online auction for $32,500 US. Hmm. VHS tapes are so hot right now. And to talk about it, we've got our pal from Vagrancy Films, Weird James on the line. Hey, buddy. Hey, how's it going? Good. What is going on with the uh, the secondary market here for VHS tapes? Well, these guys, this is about second resurgence I've seen in my old age, but these guys think these old tapes that were like, you know, they made millions of copies are worth worth money now. And apparently if you got the sealed ones still, you can you can hustle these tapes and get a lot of money. But, uh, you know, I, I, but, but it's kind of making the market go crazy because everyone who's got a copy of Cinderella or Fox and the Hound thinks they're sitting on a gold mine and it doesn't work that way. Like, you know, yeah. it's not, it's well, they, they not told so. us that the Disney vault only opens every once in a while. <laughs> we right, should have exactly. stocked up when we could have. Yeah. Yeah. Load up. Yeah. But if, if you got listeners out there that, you know, think they got money in the basement, the ones that really hold their money uh, are like those adult size, big box horror movie tapes and weird stuff. Like I, I can't, a copy of the Terminator is going for that kind of money. They made millions of those tapes, so this is it's kind of jaw dropping, right? How, sure. how but they, but they made a million copies of Super Mario Bros. And if you have a sealed copy of uh, the Super Mario Bros. original it, Nintendo game, that's it, also yeah. it's got to be sealed, though, right? That's that's it. it's got to be sealed. You don't play it, which kind of makes which is funny too because I know. I sold tapes to guys that didn't have the ending on it over the years and nobody complains because these guys just buy these tapes and put them in their, uh, you know, the, uh, the, like a little dresser. And it's like the, the action figure it, thing, right? Where you, it, you exactly. buy an action figure, but you can't play with it. You got to keep it in the case. Yeah, yeah. Don't point. Just look at it. It's a conversation piece. But I've also seen a lot of uh, VHS regret over the years where these guys spend all kinds of money. And then the same tapes, I see it being sold again because they, you know, got the visa bill and it's like, oh my God, what do they do, right? So it's uh, it's a bit crazy what's going on out there. But Have you heard any rumors of what movies, or if in your educated guess, like what movies would be the oldest? Would it be like Casablanca if you found like an old uh, un- uh, sealed one of that? Or is it like the yeah. cult classics that are better? Like the 80s stuff. It's the stuff. cult classic, yeah. The 80s stuff is still the, the what people want and then, you know, which is super hard to find because a lot of those video stores, the mom and pop stores, they cut the box, you know, to fit it in their 
display case, and that makes the value go down. But you know, there's still uh, a, a, a horror is is the number one thing that they want. Like mm. Halloween consistently goes you know hundreds of dollars and things like that. Evil and Dead would be a big Evil one. Evil Dead original ones, yeah, you know. Personally, I like the fine footage, like when you go to Goodwill and it's like some handwritten label. Those are the ones I get excited about, you know. <laughs> What's <laughs> on here? What's on? There's always like. Is this the next Pam this. and Tommy? <laughs> yeah, because there's Is always that little Pete fuzzy Mariana? spot. Yeah, yeah, Super Channel logo kicks on from four in the morning and back in the day. That's good stuff. That's like, there's no stuff, question yeah. watching a movie on VHS. The quality is nowhere near what you can get no. uh, on a streaming service. So, this is all just nostalgia stuff. It's charming. Yeah, it, it, yeah. And it's not like a vinyl record that on a good system, a 50 year old record sounds great. Like, these tapes are garbage. They were garbage then and they're garbage now. And you, now you, these guys are like, you know, the, oh, it has mold on it. I'm like, well, you're not even going to watch it. Come on. You know what's surprisingly <laughs> hard to find these days is VCRs, quality old VCRs. Because uh, I'm collecting just not old, like expensive VHS. It's just like memories of my childhood, like my favorite course, movies, yeah. just for just for cra- yeah. just for jokes. But uh, it's hard to find a VCR player. Like you go on Kijiji and they're like two hundred dollars, you know, because there must be a limited yeah. supply of them. That's right, and a lot of these guys are they're, these the VCRs are breaking down, right? So I think there is a market for somebody to make a cheap one again, you know, throw it on Amazon for eighty bucks. But yeah, the the used ones are sometimes eighty bucks at the Goodwill, even or thirty mm-hmm. bucks. They used to be five bucks like five six years ago. So what is the pinnacle know? of your collection, Weird James? Oh, with VHS I, tapes. Do you have any? You know, well, yeah, what I I can tell you what I, I wish I kept because I worked in distribution in the early nineties for the. So the, I got so much free stuff where the, the movie would come in a pizza box with a T-shirt and CD. Like, if I would have known back then that that stuff, I would have kept all that stuff and flipped it, you know. But yeah, the I promo just, stuff is just, huge, right? Yeah, and it takes up so much space. So I, like, threw out so many tapes. But I still got a few hundred, again, of uh, stuff I recorded off DirecTV in the, in the 90s and stuff that I just transferred little bits and uh, get the commercials and stuff. To me, that's the only really value in VHS at this point is something weird or goofy that only played on TV or something like If that, we've got know. DVDs or Blu-rays at home, should we be holding on to those? <laughs> when's that, when's uh, that even, resurgence uh, no, coming? No, <laughs> no, yeah, even, yeah, the DVD, I don't know, man. I would get rid of it all. It just takes up so much space, but what am I to know? It's like, you know, everything goes in phases, right? You'll see the tapes go down again and then people will do it, but yeah. you know, there's still some horror movies that are getting made on VHS that are like brand new movies, right? So yeah. people love that. Well, bands, bands are now putting out uh, their new albums on cassette, mm-hmm. which is crazy. I guess the lesson here is never throw anything out. The hoarders never were right. <laughs> the hoarders are right. We're James right. from Vagrancy Films. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. <laughs> and Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.